Health, Happiness, and Hilarium, Episode 1. I'm Chase. I'm going to go over a friend of mine that I grew up with, his questions. He's a, he's a dad, father of two, and he has several questions that he wants answered uh, that are pretty good questions that most people um, kind of can relate to, I think, especially parents that are new parents. Uh, his first question is, how do you maintain discipline? in an ever-changing day with young children that need 100% of your attention. 4.30 a.m. wake-ups are difficult if you've been up two times prior to that time. Okay, so his first question is about how do you stay focused, how do you stay, um, how do you keep your ability to uh, get your exercise and work done and whatnot. Uh, now, the interesting thing is he puts down 100% of your attention. Now. This is, I think, you know, I have, <clears throat> I have four kids, so I think that this is something that a lot of people do make a mistake with when they have kids, especially early on. 100% of your time is way too much. Um, it, you know, it's an over-exaggeration. You're really not spending 100% of time with your kids. You're spending a lot of time with them. It might feel like 100% of the time, but, you know, obviously you're going to work, you're sleeping, and you're doing other things. Now, finding time to exercise is t tiring, troubling, incredibly difficult. Um, I remember with our firstborn, it was just constantly going, <clears throat> constantly doing things. So, you know, the first thing is, is you have to make time to exercise and it's going to be difficult. You're going to be sleep deprived. You're going to be tired, hungry. You're going to be cranky. There's not going to be a great time unless you have a really good schedule and system workout with, you know, with your life, you're, you're, you're really not going to have just this perfect opportunity because if you're getting up at 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. with your kid and then you're getting up at 5 and then you've got to be at work at 6.30 or 7, you're going to be tired. You're going to be drinking some coffee or tea or trying to stay awake in the beginning of the day and go through work, come home, and then you're going to be tired again when you get home and you're going to play with your kid or kids. So what, what I recommend is making time to exercise and just sticking with it. So in, in those early days when you're barely sleeping, you're not going to be this great exercise enthusiast. You're not going to be this person with this ultimate schedule because it's going to be interrupted. It's not realistic. So you have to do what you can. So if you're sleeping like two hours a night, I mean, do 10 push-ups, do a couple jumping jacks, do what you can in like a few seconds. Uh, when, when your when your eyelids aren't closing, uh, if you can find a half hour, if you can squeeze out a half hour, great. Then you can do a, a program. You can you can go to the gym if you're a gym person. You can go for a run. Just do a little bit, a smaller version of what you typically do in those early days when you're really sleep deprived. Now, once you get past the first week or two, the first month or two, you know, when you start getting settled in, whenever that might be, because the kids are all different, let's be honest, uh, then try to, to kind of set aside some time for that. It could be 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, whatever your, your schedule allows, but you want to do it. And, and, and that's, that's, like I said, the tough part is because you get into these habits and these ruts and with the first child, you know, I know for me, I was so focused on having everything be perfect. And you cannot have perfection when you have kids. <laughs> you just, 
you're learning so much with your first child that you're just working on everything. And I mean, we would we would spend so much time getting things together to go somewhere. So if we were going to either my parents or my wife's parents' house, it would take us forever to get out of the house. It would be, do you have the diapers? Do you have the wipes? Do you have extra clothes? How many extra clothes do you have? What if they poop? What if they pee? What if they throw up? What if everything? Get extra bottles. Get this. Get that. We had so much stuff to go to my parents' house for like two hours. It was ridiculous. And we'd get there and, and it was just, you know, nothing ever would happen that would take us that long. That You know, that it would be that bad or it would just be you change the kids' clothes. You change the diaper a few times. We would take like 10 diapers, several outfits. Oh, my gosh. So I guess the, the point that I'm trying to make is <clears throat> you have to relax a little bit. <laughs> At least that's what I found. I had to relax a little bit. I had, was a college runner. I was a multi-sport athlete growing up. Uh, I was very regimented with exercise and working out. I was very fit. I was running, you know, at least five miles to eight miles, five days a week prior to having a baby. I was really fit. I was running 5Ks competitively, um, but I had to relax a bit. And that was really tough after going my whole life playing all these sports. Every season was a sport. Um, so, but you find your way. You know, at least I know I did. I found my way. I, I started to do, like I said, I would do what I could do. I would make things. Um, I would make up programs. I would do a lot more push-ups, sit-ups, planks. I would run on the days that I could, <clears throat> the distances that I could. And that seemed to work for me, especially for the first year. I wouldn't say that I was as fit as I was. I do know... And I'm going to have probably some of them on the show, but I have had friends of mine who are collegiate runners also that they, they were able to keep running, but they would alter their schedules quite a bit. I had a one friend who would go out at, I think it was either 4 or 4.30 a.m. He would be out on the road running in order to marathon. So marathoning is a lot of, a lot of mileage. At least you should be doing a lot of mileage if you're marathoning. So he would get out 4, 4.30 in the morning and he would go for these long runs in pitch black. And that, I dread that. Oh my gosh, I hate running in the dark. <laughs> but he did what he needed to in order to, uh, to run marathons and qualify for Boston. And he was, he was dedicated. And he had to work that out with his wife because that is something you have to communicate with. That is going to be really a lot of time and commitment. So most people aren't trying to run marathons. They're not trying to run for, you know, an hour and a half a day, two hours a day or anything like that. So if you're just trying to be healthy and fit, which my friend here is trying to do, just get 10 minutes, get five minutes, get it three times a day, just like you eat. So before you eat a meal, take five minutes and do some planks. Before you eat the next time, take five minutes and do some push-ups. Before you eat the third time, take five minutes and you know, so that's what I'm trying to tell my friend here is I want you to figure it out, you know, come up with a plan. It doesn't have to be something super regimented. It can be something that you can alter. 
Um, it doesn't have to be something that is the same as what you were doing for all these years. Just do what you can do and just relax a little bit about it. You'll settle into a routine and you'll figure out how to get the exercise in. Um, another thing is I always tell people you should exercise with someone else. So if you can, Brian, if you can get uh, your wife to exercise with you, that would be good because then the two of you can exercise. It might not be a half hour. If you're lucky, it will be, but it might be 20 minutes, but the two of you exercise together in the house maybe where you don't have to go anywhere and that might be all you get. And the next day you might get 45 minutes, might luck out. Or you might get where she's exercising for 10 minutes, you tend to the baby and then you're exercising for 10 minutes and then she tends to the baby and that's a way to do it too is that alternating back and forth. Now, let's talk about something that you really don't wanna hear TV and music and entertainment and those kind of things are going to take away from your workout time. So how much time are you spending watching TV and movies and doing those kind of things? That's a personal question you have to ask. Because if you're spending 45 minutes to two and a half hours watching TV, then you had a whole lot of time to exercise. And that's the truth. A lot of people say, I have no time, but they are watching immense amounts of television. Now, we're tired. We had a busy day, two kids. <clears throat> it's tough. You want to relax, and you should relax, but exercise is going to help you feel better. It's going to help with having more energy and then less caffeine. And let's be honest, the caffeine brings you up, but then drops you down. So I know for me, the, ca the coffee gets me revved up, ready to go, but then I'm falling asleep. I need another cup of coffee. It's not, it's not gonna get the job done. But if I exercise, I know that I feel more energy. I need less coffee. I sleep better then. Um, so, so you have to watch how much television you're doing. How much are you on your phone? Are you on your phone for two and a half hours a day? It, a lot of these smartphones will tell you. <clears throat> Look it up and see how much time you're on your phone. If you're on your phone throughout your work day, well, that's different. You'd have to cut that out. You know, so if there's something that you're doing for work on your phone, it's not gonna, you have to look and see how much time are you messing around on the phone. So if you spent your whole lunch break and you have an hour or 45 minutes and you spent 20 minutes eating and 25 minutes on your phone, well, you have 25 minutes to work out there. Maybe not majorly, but you can get some kind of workout done. Like you, maybe you don't want to come in sweating. Um, but I know, you know, my father, for example, he would, he would work out on his lunch break and then he would eat afterwards. Uh, and that's a great, great way of getting some exercise. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, you don't need two hours of, of a lunch break. You can have 45 minutes. You do a little basic workout, go for a walk, whatever you can do, and then eat after that. Um, kind of getting us into another segue, so I don't want to get too much into diet right now, and, but we will get into that in the future. So 4.30 a.m. wake-ups, forget 4.30 a.m. Do not work, wake up at 4.30 a.m. if you have to get up several times throughout the night. It's not, no, there's no point. You, you won't be able to do it. And if you do it, then you're, something else is going to suffer. Your mood's going to be bad or you're, 
you're not going to get something done or you're going to fall asleep too early. You know, some, there, there's no point to get up at 4.30 if you've been getting up every hour on the hour unless you have to do something at that exact time. But exercise some other time. It, it's not going to be worth it. Um, okay, so hopefully we've answered that enough for you, Brian. Uh, let's go on to the next question, which is... How long per day do I need to exercise to maintain a steady level of physical fitness? I'm an average guy with some level of physical endurance, but just trying to maintain some level of fitness in a very busy schedule. Okay. Well, that's a really good question. And it's a personal question, more than a question for me to be honest, but I'll, I'll take, a, take a shot at it here. Um, you can look up recommendations, uh, and they're, they're very opinion. Uh, you can get something actually more solid when you look them up online to see what the average, per, average exercise should be per day. Um, I have this joke where I said, you know, every time, that we <laughs> every time that we look at it, we always come up with the same thing. We, people should exercise more and more and more. So pretty soon, we're not gonna be able to go to work or do anything else. We're just gonna exercise 24-7. Um, but no, in all honesty, most people um, should be exercising quite a bit. Um, our bodies are meant to move, they're meant to do things. We have muscles that need to be stretched and strengthened, and if you neglect them, they can shrink up or atrophy. and they can also get tight and those things cause injuries and they cause problems and then prevent you from being able to do what you want to do. So you need to work on them. Uh, so I would say that people should be stretching either before they do some exercise or after or both or just take some time. If you're not doing anything real, real physical, you could just take some time a couple times a week and do some basic stretching. So. You know, you should be doing it at a minimum, I would say, for, for you in this case, Brian. Uh, you know, 30 minutes of stretching a week, if you can get that in somehow, um, just to keep everything under control. And try to get at least, I always tell people, at least 10 minutes of exercise five days a week. If nothing else, do that. It, that's the starting point. The ending point is whatever your goals are. So you have to come up with how much you really want to do. But 10 minutes, five days a week is 50 minutes for your entire week. And who does not have 50 minutes, right? So, so for, for your particular situation, I would say try to get at least 10 minutes in per day now. Have that as a starting point and then have a goal to achieve how much you really want to do. Um, so work on that. So start with 10 minutes a day and just find time. Like I said, it can be two minutes times five. It can be five minutes times two. It can be 10 minutes times one, however you want to break it up, but do 10 minutes a day if you can. Um, and some days you're not going to get it. So if, if Monday is a terrible day, you're super busy. I hate Mondays, by the way. Uh, if Monday is terrible, then do it Tuesday. You get two days of rest in the seven day week because I said five days breaking that up, but don't do 50 minutes on Monday and then don't do anything the rest of the week. That's not, that would be better than nothing, but that's not what I want you to do. Okay, so, so work on that. Third question, do I go to a gym during the COVID-19 pandemic? Okay, 
That's a very personal question. Um, I'm not a big gym guy. I like to run and do push-ups and pull-ups and some weights. I like to do a lot of stuff that I can do from my house or out in nature. So I'm not a big gym guy. Some people are though, and that's their motivator. They get to the gym and they get a good workout in. So if you're not gonna do it and you have to go to the gym, then you know, you're gonna have to come up with a solution, especially if your gym's not open. I mean, a lot of gyms are not open. So you may have to buy something or take your bike and put it on a trainer. You know, there's a lot of solutions you can do for home exercise. But that's a personal question on whether you're going to go to the gym or not. Um, I, I, I almost have to get paid to go to the gym. <laughs> I, when I was in college, we were running cross country and track, and I wasn't supposed to bulk up because it would slow us down. If you add extra weight and run long distance, it's going to make you slower. So I had muscle, so I would try not to add any extra muscle because I was already bigger than a lot of the guys. Um, even though I'm not a big guy, I was still bigger than, than them. So I would go to the gym for like 15, 20 minutes. I would do a bunch of pull-ups. I would do rowing. I would do bicep curls, uh, maybe some lunges. And I would be out of there fast. And my buddy used to give me such a hard time because he'd say, you, you, you don't even do anything. You just, why even come here? Well, I wasn't trying to bulk up. I wasn't trying to get massively uh, strong. I was just trying to stay fit so that I can run fast. Um, so I, like I said, I never really got into the gym and I always felt that I could do everything outside the gym. But then, you know, as, as a therapist, obviously I use a gym every day to help patients. So um, it's really, like I said, it's a personal question. Uh, I don't have a, a recommendation. I think you have to look at your situation and come up with a plan, you know? So I'm gonna leave that one back up to you, but I'm gonna make the recommendation that if you're not gonna do it any other way, you might have to come up with a plan and um, maybe buy some equipment and go from there.